I just wanted to thank you for all the things that you have done with the Shaleen Show and with Build Your Tribe. For me, I feel so taken care of. I have loved all of the suggestions that you've given on both podcasts. And currently, my husband and I are going through the Marketing Impact Academy, trying to change our situation as well. But I found your podcast after a friend introduced me to TurboFire, which is my soulmate workout. I will do it just for fun and for stress relief. But really, the things that you've shared with me through the podcast are so actionable and really help me to feel like I move forward each day with things that I would like my life to hold. Thank you for all you do. You're a fabulous teacher, and I appreciate you. So why is it sometimes we're attracted to people who it just doesn't seem like they like us back? Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. All right, before we get into today's topic, I thought I would mention something I brought up on my Instagram stories this week. So we are at, I think, like 40 million downloads of The Shalene Show and 12 million downloads of Build Your Tribe, which is freaking insane. I love you guys. Thank you for subscribing. But you've probably noticed over the last, I'd say, year or so, I had stopped in every single episode reminding you to leave a review for the show on iTunes. Now, a lot of you have been leaving voice reviews, like to me, by leaving a voicemail by going to my website, shaleen.com. And I totally love that. I totally appreciate those. We've been playing them here on the show. But I think what's happened is because of that, people have stopped writing reviews, which is, you know, I mean, it's kind of a bummer because it's the reviews that help the show rank. And the show ranking is what helps me to get the show sponsored. And the show ranking is what helps me to reach more cool people like you, right? So, To be honest, like, what's in it for you if you review the show? Well, hopefully you feel good about yourself. I would ask you the same question of what's in it for you when you tip your waiter or waitress or someone who's in the service industry. What's in it for you is you feel like a good person because you're like, this person is giving you great service. And it's the right thing to do. You don't need to brag about the fact that you tip someone. You don't need the waiter to know that you tip them. You know that you tip them. And you know if you tip well or if you're kind of stingy. And I guess the same thing is true of podcasts. I felt like it seems weird for me to be asking people to review the show because isn't that kind of like a waiter saying like, hey, if I gave you great service, don't forget to tip, right? Like, so I stopped asking for it. But then we stopped getting reviews. And so I asked my Instagram story people, like, do you think I should remind people or should I just like drop it? Because people, they know they just don't have time or they're busy or whatever. And overwhelmingly, thank you so much. You said, yeah, people do need a reminder. All right. So this is your reminder that it brings you good karma and it makes my day. I actually do see when you leave a review. I actually do read them before I start the show. And they have slowed down, even though our downloads are still like, we're still getting tons of downloads. So the show is growing. So I'm just, you know, just a simple, quick little reminder that I really appreciate it. I really do read them. And I do believe that you get early access into heaven if you review the podcast. Gosh, I hope I don't get trouble for saying that because I really, I can't confirm that because I guess that's God's decision, but I'm pretty sure you're going to get good karma. All right, let's talk about why it is Certain people that you really like don't seem to like you back. 
Now, I'm not talking about, you know, like your high school crush or somebody you dated a couple of times and you really wanted them to like you a lot because you thought like they were the one, but they just did not seem that interested in you. More so, I'm talking about people in our lives, like maybe in a circle of friends or people that you've met, acquaintances, people in your network, people in your your line of work, whatever it is, like you've met them and you really, really like them and you think they're pretty amazing and you'd like to be more connected with them. But for whatever reason, it just doesn't feel like they feel the same way. And you're trying not to read into it. And you're wondering if, well, maybe, maybe they were busy. Maybe they're just the kind of person who they've got a really small circle of friends or they need to get to know you a little better or they really didn't get a true sense of who you are or, you know, those are your first thoughts. And then you start to get in your own head, right? You start wondering, is it something about me? Like, do I not have something great to offer them? Is it that I don't live in the right neighborhood? I don't drive the right car. Maybe it's I don't make enough money or... I don't have the right associates, connections. Like you start to wonder like, okay, this is weird. Why is it they're not attracted to me magnetically the way I feel like I'm attracted to them? And I'm not talking about in a sexual kind of way. I'm talking about like in a, that's a cool person. I'd like to hang out with them kind of way. Well, one of the reasons why this can happen is because of our nature of fear. Like we fear being rejected. We fear that people are going to see us for who we are and it's not going to be enough and they're not going to want to hang out with us. So that fear, which is very natural, it translates into an inauthenticity. Like you can't 100% let your guard down and be as cool and as authentic as you are when you're worried about rejection. You just don't. And when you are worried about rejection, the way that you show up is a little different. You show up in a way that feels maybe a little less confident. You show up in a way that feels a little more guarded. You show up in a way that seems sometimes needy. And those are not attractive traits. Isn't it interesting? Okay, so now I do want you to think back on like your first crush. Like this is the crush that you were practicing writing their last name after your first name. You know, like what would it be like if I was Mrs. Shaleen Johnson, like you start writing the name over and over again, like that kind of crush. And remember how you were like really into that guy or that girl. And because you were so into them, they were like really not into you. And that almost made you like more attracted to them. It's like we want what we can't have. Well, the same thing is kind of true. Like one of the reasons why that person seems so attractive to you is because they really weren't that interested which means they were probably more themselves. So is it possible that you just need to be a little more chill, boo? Like you just need to chillax and be yourself. And remember that whether this person wants to spend time with you, be around you or like you, all of those things, it doesn't matter because you don't need their approval. You don't need their favor. You're already God's favorite. You're already amazing because you are a child of God. So you don't need alignment or affirmation from someone else. Now, I find this to be true sometimes. I notice this with like followers I have in social media. Like I'll start DMs, like we'll have quick conversations back and forth. And I've had this happen a couple of times where then I get just the nature of the beast. I have a a bajillion people following me, right? And I might not ever see that person has DM'd me again for months. 
And by the time I actually see that they've DM'd me again, what's happened is I've missed like 15 messages. And you might think, wow, if they've sent you 15 messages, aren't they a stalker? No, like I'm saying, you know, 15 messages over the course of, say, like eight weeks, that's like two DMs a week. That's not a big deal. But if you're on the other end of that, you might be this person, and I've had this happen, where they will say to me, like, I don't know what I did wrong. Obviously, I've offended you. You're ignoring me. And they don't start off that way. But like after 15 unanswered messages, and prior to that, I maybe had a couple of exchanges with them, it probably feels like rejection because they're not thinking about the fact that I have, you know, a quadrillion inbox messages. That's just what happens. I've done the exact same thing myself. So I'm not like saying like, oh, I'm some superstar. Please, for the love, you know I don't feel that way. I have myself DM'd other people who I know in social media and they've got like, you know, 500,000 or a million followers and we've gone back and forth and been really friendly. And then I'll follow up like a couple weeks later and... And I'm like, oh, no big deal. They're super busy. They've got lots of messages. And then I'll reply again. And then, you know, as confident as I am, as self-assured as I am, even as individually aware of the circumstances of what it's like to have that many messages, I still will get in my own head and go like, well, did I do something wrong? Why aren't they talking to me anymore? So that's just natural. It's normal. We all tend to do that get in our own head. But the irony of that is when we're in our own head, we're often least attractive. So step one is just to recognize like, and this is a lot easier said than done, but just think about how you are when you're around someone who you're really kind of desperate for them to like you. You're less of yourself. You're less genuine. Just be aware of it. Like, what does it look like? You could even ask your significant other or your closest friend, like, okay, so I know I get like all weird around so-and-so. What are you picking up from me? Am I overly chatty? Am I overly quiet? Like what personality traits or qualities, how do you see me showing up in that circumstance that doesn't feel like authentic, doesn't feel like truly who I am? All right, and then the next thing you have to do is you, you gotta pay attention to how you behave and how you act when you're not thinking about it, when you're around the people who are already attracted to you. So here's what I want you to do, assuming you're not driving. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. If you're not driving, close your eyes and think for a moment about, or just picture yourself in a circle of, like you're in a living room, okay? Are your eyes closed? Okay, good. You're in a living room, a really comfortable living room. Perhaps it's even your living room or wherever you feel the best, okay? And I want you to imagine that the room is now filled with your biggest freaking fans. Now, maybe that's your Aunt Nellie or your girlfriend or your neighbor or your fourth grade art teacher. Like, I just want you to picture this room full of people who just think you walk on water. Like, they are your PR agents. They love you. They think you're hysterical. You can do no wrong. Maybe it's your mom. I don't know. Maybe it's your kids. Just put a whole bunch of people who already think you are the bomb. Put them all in one room. And now open up your eyes and just interact with everybody in the room. Like, how are you? I'll bet, number one, you're far more confident. You kind of feel like you own the room, you own your space, you know who you are, you have nothing to prove because these people already think the world of you. So if nothing else, you can relax and let your guard down. And that's attractive.
because that's confidence. Confidence makes us very attractive individuals. There's nothing more attractive, as a matter of fact, than confidence. And there's nothing more repelling. There's nothing that makes us more nervous than people who are nervous and anxious and needy because it feels like we have a responsibility to take care of them. We have a responsibility to make them feel noticed and adored and happy. And uh, it's a lot of work. And you fear that you are going to fail this person and they feel like a responsibility. And so spending time around people who are projecting that kind of energy, this like, I need your approval. I need you to like me. I need you to take care of me. I need you to be careful around me. I need you to coddle me. Like those kinds of people can feel very draining. But here's the other thing. Sometimes the way we show up when we're trying to impress people, when we like someone, when we're attracted to them, we're hoping that they're attracted to us, is we want to be more attractive. And in doing so, you can be boastful or bragging or you don't even realize you're doing this. You're trying to connect. But what you're doing is you're interrupting people and you don't realize it. You don't think that you're one-upping them. You think you're trying to find this parallel thing that you have in common. Like, oh yeah, I did that too. Or, oh my gosh, I've also had this experience. But it can come across as you being a know-it-all and way more interested in yourself, especially if you're someone who interrupts other people, even if you think you're doing so to relate a story that's similar or to share an experience. But if you're interrupting people to talk about yourself, what you think is connecting with someone is actually repelling them. They're not even hearing what you're saying. They don't like you better because your experience was even scarier or more profound or bigger or better or any of those things. All that they're hearing is wah, 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 wah. And they're saying to themselves, wow, this person is really into themselves. Like the more you talk about yourself when you're meeting new people, the more it's really obvious you actually don't have that much to offer. See, we do it because we want to show or demonstrate to people like, see, I have something to offer. I have similar experiences or I have knowledge or I have an opinion or I have expertise. I want to share these things with you so that you can see that I have value. But it's not the right time or place. And in fact, if people want that, they're going to ask you those things. And sometimes they might just be asking out of professional or common courtesy. But the most attractive thing that you can do is be interested in other people, sincerely interested. Be curious about everything that's in front of you and that's not in front of you, like the less obvious, like where did they grow up and who did they see as their mentors and what experiences shaped who they are today? Like maybe those are all kind of deep questions the first time you meet someone, but I guarantee you are far more likely to be liked if you are interested in other people than you are in trying to be interesting. Now, interestingly enough, I put this question to my Instagram followers. I said, when you're meeting new people, what qualities do you pick up immediately on that you find very unattractive? And would you like to hear what they said? Okay, good, because I'm going to share it with you. Now, many of the responses you would have expected, like they're things we've already talked about, like being overly shy or seeming needy or really trying to impress someone. But the one comment I heard over and over and over again is negativity, that when you meet someone and they're negative, you just, you don't even want to spend time with them. But 
does someone know that they're negative? Number one. And like, what does that mean? Like, I can't imagine like meeting someone for the first time and they're just negative. And so I asked a few people if they could share specifics of what they meant by negativity. And a lot of them said things like they were self-deprecating, like they were just putting themselves down, like, oh my gosh, my house is such a mess. My hair is such a mess. Like just being really negative about themselves or about just general topics like, oh yeah, it was horrible, the traffic, and this is terrible, and that's terrible. If you're that person trying to make small talk, you're probably trying to be relatable or find something that you both have in common or that you share an opinion on. You don't realize, perhaps, that the way you're coming across is that you see everything as being negative. This next one was kind of surprising to me. I guess surprising that this has happened to so many people that you responded with it. And that is when you meet someone and they are gossiping right away. Like, they really don't know you. They don't know if they can trust you. And it's not like, you know how you've got your friend, your girlfriend, who you, it's not even gossip. You're just simply discussing the traits of someone else. Okay, fine. Maybe it's gossip. And then there's true gossip, where it's someone who is trying to make themselves seem better, maybe. And that's just a trait that people, they pick up on and they don't like it. As a matter of fact, I can think of a scenario where I met this Well, a famous author, someone who you would know, you would know this person's name, female. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. And she's super funny and she tells it like it is. And she's also on TV. You won't be able to figure out who this is. But ironically, we have one friend in common. That was it. And so that was my introduction. I mean, that was like my go-to in our conversation. I'm like, oh, you know what? We have a common friend. It's so-and-so. And when I said the person's name, This relatively famous person launched into, there's no other way to describe it, but like salacious gossip. And I was like, now, did I turn away? Did I shun her? Did I say, you know, the things I have talked about in other podcasts you're supposed to do when people gossip. Like, did I say, you know what? I'm really not comfortable with this conversation. And so thank you and walk away. I didn't. I was so caught off guard. And it was kind of funny because, to be honest, they were things I knew, too, about that other person. But I would never repeat it. I would never repeat it. And this person didn't know me, like, at all. So it didn't make her less attractive, but it made her kind of scary to me because I thought, man, what a loose cannon that I'm standing here having this conversation with her. There was plenty of people standing around us, and she just launches into this kind of salacious. I mean, she was making like character slams on this person, to be honest. And then like some other things that were, I don't know, just funny observations. My point is, it didn't make her like, I guess it did make it unattractive because it made me nervous that like, gosh, this is the kind of person who's just going to let loose. Who knows what she's saying about me after meeting me for five minutes? You know what I'm saying? But this is a common trait, a common trait that you reported to me in social media that you find really unattractive when you meet someone. I would love to tell you that I never gossip. I can tell you I always try not to, but sometimes you just have to have like that one really great confidant where I don't even know if it's gossiping, but I like to call it venting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is like a whole nother podcast. I am the kind of person that if I do have something to say to you, because it bothers me, I'm going to 
go to you. And if you ever tell me something and say, please don't repeat this, or if you tell me something and I feel like, well, that was pretty personal. Even if you don't tell me, please don't repeat this. I ain't repeating it. I'm the vault, 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 because that's what I expect in return. And there's still some good old secrets I'd love to tell you, boo. I'd love to tell you something. <laughs> I'd love to tell. Someday when I have permission, maybe I will. But I just, I won't do that because I too think I am owed that same respect. And so when we meet other people and we haven't known them for long and they're very freely discussing others, mm, that's a sign and it makes them less attractive. All right, we're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about something that's going to make you more attractive. Stay tuned. True story. For Christmas, I got a pair of, I won't mention the name of the brand, but expensive yoga pants, like yoga tights, whatever you want to call them. Leggings, the stuff that we live in every single day. I got a very expensive pair from a store that's at like all the major malls. I won't name the name, but I used to live in this particular brand and they're really expensive. And I didn't love them. So I went to the mall today to return them, not because I didn't think it was a really nice gift, but because, frankly, I just love the fit and the quality of Fabletics. Dude, they're no joke. So when you go to their website, and I'm not just saying this, this is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend tip. Their cutest styles and like the cutest colors, like all their new stuff, sometimes it sells out really fast. And I couldn't figure out why every time I went on their website, it's like, wow, why is this sold out already? And what I discovered is I hadn't given them my email address. So I wasn't getting the updates to find out when that stuff was coming out. So here's the deal. They have this little quiz that you can take that will help you figure out like your personal style. Like it'll give you recommendations. When you take that little quiz, at the end of it, it will ask for your email address so that they can send you notification of like when they have sales or new styles, new colors, put your email address in there. There's an amazing deal for first-time buyers. My audience right now, when you sign up to become a VIP with Fabletics, you get two pairs of leggings for $24. I know, it's insane. You'll only get that, though, when you use my link, my discount link, which is fabletics.com forward slash Shaleen. They have mid-rise, they have high-rise. I really like the high-rise ones. I love them because it's kind of like wearing a girdle. Like, you just feel completely sucked in. Two favorite styles are the Milas, which I have, like, in every color, every style, every pattern, and the high-waisted power holds. They are powerful power holds. I'm not even joking. You're going to freaking love these. So stop wasting money on overpriced, overhyped leggings and athletic wear and workout wear and get some really top quality, super cute stuff that you're going to love the way it fits and love the way it looks by going to fabletics.com forward slash Shaleen. All right. Now back to those things that people find unattractive. Another unattractive trait, showboating. Now you might think that you're just, you know, you're casually dropping the fact that your son goes to Yale and is president of the crew team. You know, it's just a fact that I've got a home in Aspen, a home in Palm Springs, and a home in Laguna Beach. Like, you might just be having casual conversation, but that's also someone who's unaware. Like, you're unaware that that's not relatable, and you're showboating. I think most people are doing that, are showboating. And there's like a whole bunch of people on Instagram who 
I think their accounts are totally showboat accounts. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're showing you how amazing their home is and that they've got 19 white Italian sports cars and they're all white out front. It's like, really? Really? And here I am getting on a jet. Here I am flying private. It's like not relatable. And you're, I guess, compensating for something like that's what you're using to attract other people. I mean, it's important to let people know, okay, if I'm teaching you how to be successful, it's important that you know that I have a degree of success, right? And I think there's some really well-known, especially male influencers on social media who they lead with this, right? And some of them are interesting and fun and that. I get it. Like that's their shtick and that's their brand. And I think they're attracting men maybe who are really into that. Maybe some women too. I don't know. They just showboating is not attractive to me. For some people it is. It is very clearly attractive to some. As a matter of fact, every trait that I've mentioned thus far that maybe the majority of people find unattractive, there's always a minority that actually is attracted to that. And certainly that is true when we're talking about showboating and especially on social media. That's why people will rent mansions and Lamborghinis. They'll rent these things. They'll pay for, did you know you can do this now? It's a major business. You can actually rent time on the runway in front of a private jet and take that photo. You know the photo I'm talking about where you're like stepping up onto the first couple of steps of the private jet. Now you didn't pay for the flight but you paid for the photo shoot to make it look like you're taking that flight. You're not paying for the mortgage on the mansion. You're renting it, leasing it. It's an Airbnb. You're doing a photo shoot. You don't pay for the car payments. You're paying for rental for a week or for a day of a photo shoot. Like, I'm not even joking. This is a very common thing. And it works to some extent. There are those people who they love that flash because they want the dream. They want to live that way. And so... I guess there are also those people that when you meet them in real life, they assume, oh, well, I'm more attractive if you know about all of the things that I do and all of the things that I have and all the people that I know, like name droppers, et cetera. And maybe you do know all those people and you do have all those things, but you're just, you're completely unaware if you're name dropping all of those things. Like be interested in the person and people that you're talking to Because it's not that interesting that you're only interested in yourself, boo. Next up, low energy. The person who isn't smiling, shoulders or posture is such that it just looks like they're a little bit tired. They have what's known as resting bitch face. It's like, it's just a face that a lot of people make unknowingly when they're thinking. They're just, there's no facial expression, basically. You know who's really good at this? Kate from Below Deck. I freaking love her. Like she's the queen of it. Just go to your internet explorer and type in Kate Below Deck resting bitch face. Like she is the best at it. It's so funny. But if it's someone you don't know, that face, which is maybe just, it's a face that people are making unknowingly. It's just an expressionless face. But that expressionless face gives people the impression that you don't care or you don't like them or you're bored or that you're uninterested. It might not be true. So be aware if you unintentionally make that face. Practice a permagrin. I'm telling you what, I want people to feel 
happy and comfortable around me. In fact, that's one of my goals for 2020. Let me launch into that. Should I go into that? It's one of my objectives. Yeah, I think I'll tell you about this right now. It's been really making me feel quite good. So I'm going to share it with you, even though it's off topic. My goal every day is each person that I encounter, and I'm not talking just strangers, like yes, strangers, but the people I see every day, the people I work with, the people who I encounter, my goal is that they feel the joy that I feel for them. I want people to experience joy. Now, it doesn't mean I have to do anything in particular, but the way that I've been doing this is just by when I meet someone or I'm talking to someone, like if it's the guy at the front desk who's greeting me at 6 a.m. for my workout and he says, good morning, I literally will stop and look at him and say, good morning, how are you? It's good to see you. What time did you wake up today? Like, I really, I want to just like experience people instead of just like flying through my day and waiting for people to be done speaking so I can move on. Do you know what I mean? Like, just to slow down and recognize that like life is such a gift and every person that I encounter, I want them, I just try to stand there and hope that they can feel the joy that I want them to have. And I do that by just paying attention and listening and being kind and being nice and being patient. And I'm not saying I'm doing, like, I'm not perfect at this yet, but that's my objective. My objective is joy. It's not to win. It's not to make more money. It's not to be a certain size. It's not to make an impression on people or for them to think that I'm smart. My objective this year is to help people feel joy by just enjoying their presence, like just making them feel seen and not just faking that, but like literally seeing people, hearing people, listening, paying attention. And it's not easy. You know when it's not easy? When I encounter someone who has like really, really low energy, like it feels foul to me, like they seem angry and distant and sad and hopeless and just like wah wah you know the people it's like there's always a problem and they're always anxious and blue and talking about all their problems and they're always sick and they're always depressed you know it's hard i'm trying to have empathy but i'm just going to be honest and tell you it's difficult when i encounter those kinds of people because i know they have the ability they have the ability to not be that way. And I feel like I'm doing the thing that's within my control instead of noticing my thoughts of anger or thoughts of annoyance when I'm around someone like that. What I try to do is say, I can choose right now to have negative thoughts about them or I can choose right now to have loving thoughts toward them. And the loving thoughts, the kind thoughts, you know, those things, they serve me, even if they don't serve them. That that serves me and in the long run, that will serve more people. All right, and last on the list of the traits that you said you found most unattractive are people who are argumentative or disagreeable. These are the people when you say something that should be really relatable, like, you know what, I think puppies are adorable. They'll say something like, huh, really? Not me. No, I don't like puppies. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like disagreeing and being different just to separate themselves. It's very odd. And it's very off-putting because as humans, we want to relate to other people. We want to feel that we're connected. 
So when you are, I guess, trying to separate yourself in some regard or take the opposite side of the argument, and I'm not saying you need to agree with everyone, gosh, please, especially when we start talking politics, please, let's not talk politics. I just go radio silent when I'm in a group and they start talking politics. I'm like, I'm out. doesn't matter what the topic is. I'm out. I don't want to go there. I'm not talking about agreeing just to agree. I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, those kinds of individuals who take great joy in aggressively taking the opposition. Like if you say it's a beautiful sunset tonight, they're like, well, not really. You know, if you think about it, it's like, it seems so negative. It's almost as if they're trying to say, we have nothing in common. And you know what? It's really unattractive. And ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps it up. Now, the good news is, I bet you don't do any of these things. You are just a delight when new people meet you. But if for some reason you do notice that sometimes or, or with certain people, for whatever reason, it just seems like they're not attracted to you or they don't want to spend time with you and they don't want to invest in you. You're not getting invited to the things. They're not reaching out and trying to explore a relationship with you or get to know you on a deeper level. Maybe some of these things, maybe there's a little bit of it going on. Maybe, just maybe. But don't forget, even if this is happening sometimes, it doesn't make you less important. It doesn't make you less valuable. It doesn't mean that you're not enough. You are. You might be a work in progress, and you certainly don't need to attach your value, your worth to your association with someone else. Who cares? Really, that person who you're so worried about because they haven't invited you to this thing or they never reached out or returned your text message or they just didn't seem that friendly when you met them, you won't even remember their name five years from now and neither will other people. The people who matter the most are the people who you're already connected with. So this year, I want to remind you that every day you can wake up and you have a choice to spread joy to others. You have to be conscientious about this. Like you really have to think about what does that feel like? And it starts by allowing the feeling of happiness to just wash over your body. And you do that by remembering how valuable you are, that you matter, that you are loved, and you have so many blessings. You have so many freaking blessings and they just keep raining down on you and you can't contain that joy. And when you encounter other people, you have the opportunity to pay it forward and spread joy to others. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this edition of The Shaleen Show. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I wanted to mention a tool that I think you're going to find incredibly useful especially if you struggle sometimes to know what your purpose is. What is your thing? Like, what are you called to do? Why are you here? What makes you great? What makes you unique? You know what? I think you're too close to yourself to actually even see it. I think if we asked a lot of your friends and family members, they would know. But I want you to know it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see it. So I've developed this really simple questionnaire. You just download it. It's kind of like a quiz. But you're going to know all the answers to this quiz because it's a quiz about you. And when you complete it right there in your own handwriting, it's going to be perfectly clear to you what your thing is. So do me a favor. No, do you a favor and download this questionnaire. You can get it for free by going to shaleen.com forward slash 
my thing. And then answer the questions and I want to hear from you. Send me an Instagram message and let me know, like, what is your thing? I'm really excited to hear and I know you will be too. It can be life-changing and clarity providing to know what your thing is. The same answers are gonna come up over and over again when you fill out this questionnaire. It's gonna be so obvious to you and it's gonna give you that boost in confidence that maybe you've been missing. All right, again, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And I am really excited for you to do this.